My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with a weekly horoscope for the end of the year of 2021. So as you can hear, my voice is a little bit rough right now. I just spent the past week recovering from being very sick, unfortunately, and not really able to talk the past few days. And today I have my voice back, so I'm able to get on here and record a podcast. And I apologize for being late with this, but this is the soonest I've been able to really talk in a clear way that I would want to put out on the podcast. So I appreciate your patience with that. And it's been quite rough, and I'm sure I'm not alone. And you probably know many people, if not you, who are maybe sick right now. Of course, it's the time of year, especially here in the U.S., in the Northern Hemisphere, in the winter time or the late fall, early winter, when it's more likely that we have flus and sicknesses and diseases and health issues on top of the increased transmissibility of the new variant of COVID. And that means that more people are more likely to get it more easily. And that seems to be what happened with me potentially. I don't think I've had it in the past, but I was planning to go on a trip with my partner and we got our COVID tests and she tested positive. I tested negative, but we both have had the same symptoms for the past week. And it's been pretty intense. So we had fevers, I had chills, uh, fatigue, and loss of appetite, you know, all the symptoms. And we just did our best to rest and recover. And now feeling much better, even though my voice is a little rough. So I apologize for the not so radio friendly voice, but I'm grateful to be able to use my voice clearly again, and share this week's podcast. I'm going to talk about two main things this week, so the weekly transits like I always talk about, but also how to see what happened in my charts. I'm going to share about myself and like how I can see how these events might have transpired astrologically and what we can learn from them and how you can apply them to your own transits and birth chart and If you're sick right now, I hope you're doing well and getting to recover. And if you're wondering, is there something astrologically I can see that would show when I'm going to get sick? We'll talk about that. Is there something happening in the U.S. that can show why this is happening so intensely in the U.S. right now? For example, here in Austin, Texas, all the testing centers are totally wiped out. Like You can't even get a COVID test to travel somewhere if you wanted to. So is there something we can see that indicates that? We'll talk about that. And this week, there's only two big transits. As I mentioned on last week's episode, there's Mars moving into Jaisha. That happened on Tuesday. And that stays there all the way until mid-January on the 16th. And then there's the Sun moving into Purvashada. That happened on Tuesday as well. And that stays there until Sunday, the January 10th. So these two transits are the big ones happening this week. And then, of course, Venus going retrograde back to Sagittarius, as I talked about in the monthly horoscope that happened yesterday on Wednesday. And we're going to look at Mars and Jaisha. So Mars in its own sign of Scorpio in the nakshatra of Jaisha. What does this mean? Well, Mars is the planet of action, initiative, drive, focus, competition, in its own sign of Scorpio, getting to the depths of these kind of things. But it can also bring sudden, unexpected ups and downs, as I'll talk about at the U.S. chart especially. And in Jaisha, there is a powerful manifestation ability. 
And as I've talked about, <clears throat> this month is a great time to set intentions for the new year and look at what you want to be manifesting, especially over the next few weeks. And our words are incredibly powerful and we can have a major influence on our experience of things. We can't always control everything, and I definitely don't teach that and don't believe that. We can't control everything. We're going to get sick sometimes. We're going to have ups and downs, but we can always control how we respond to it. And that's what I've always said and I always advocate for is we can choose how to respond to any situation. So me being sick over the past week, I chose to respond to that as an opportunity to rest and watch movies and just connect with my partner and not have any pressure on myself and just know that it's okay to just sleep all day if I need to or just take it easy and rest and recover and do my best to get better. And that's a choice of how to respond to the situation. I could have responded being very upset and frustrated and angry because I had to cancel a big trip overseas and it was a big hassle and a lot of lost money doing that, which is potentially a big deal or potentially not. <laughs> and we always get to choose how to respond to the situation. And that's what we can manifest. So if I choose to focus on, oh, this sucks, this is terrible, probably going to feel worse and at least mentally more distressed and probably physically worse. Or I chose instead to focus on the optimistic, positive, uh, what's the opportunity in the situation? What's an opportunity to rest and just connect with my partner more? So that's one way to look at it. And I'm not saying it's the only way, but we always have a choice. And with Mars and Jaisha as an opportunity to choose what we want to be creating with our intentions, our words. And I have the Mindful New Year course, which is available right now at mindfulnewyear.com if you want to check that out, where I guide you through that whole process. It's an hour-long process. It's really cool, really powerful. Same one I do to set my intentions and have had incredible success with. And the same process I've used for many years now to plan for the year ahead, knowing all the transits coming up. So you can check that out if you're interested in that. Sun moves into Vrvashada on, well, that happened on Tuesday as well. And that's in Sagittarius. Sun, our authority, leadership, our power, our vitality, in Vrvashada in the sign of Sagittarius. So that's about our beliefs, our values, and what we want to choose to argue about if we want to argue with people about things. This can be a very argumentative, uh, wanting to be right kind of energy in Parvashada and feeling very justified in your beliefs and values. And unfortunately in the U.S. that's uh, become a thing where everybody is so polarized in so many topics. And, you know, I'll just tell you like in my chart, I have I have uh, some things in my chart where it's just like, I don't, I don't like to fight with people. I don't like to try to have enemies with everybody. Uh, that's not my approach to things. <clears throat> so the sixth house, for example, I'm just sharing my chart. It's like sixth house is enemies. I have Jupiter there, which is the most benefic. It's like, I, I want everybody to be happy and have a good time and find your own way of expressing peace and love and uh, creativity in the world. So, you know, I'm always going to tend towards that. And I, you know, I have friends who are extremely polarized about being on the side of an issue or that side of an issue. And I totally understand that. And I think that's helpful and valid. And I think the world needs that. And we need both. 
So just knowing that this time with the sun in Purvashada, you might be a little more inclined to be polarized in a direction of I'm this way and I'm right and you're wrong and I need to prove you wrong and I need to you know, do all these things to make myself feel right and better about my stance and you worse about your stance. And that, again, is a choice. That's a choice of how to engage with people and a choice of how to engage with ideas. And I, I'm a big fan of like the Abraham Lincoln approach where he had all these opponents and enemies as he was campaigning to be president. And then once he became president, he hired his enemies and opponents to get different perspectives because he knew he couldn't see every perspective of every issue fully and he needed different perspectives and insights. So that's an option of working with this energy of not needing to be right, but choosing to be more connected, more open to other people and hearing other perspectives and knowing that you're not going to know everything about everything. We just can't as humans with our own biases and individual perspectives. So to be open to new possibilities and perspectives and ideas and influence of others and know that you can learn and grow the most from that stance of being a little more open to other perspectives rather than needing to have it all figured out without anybody else's input. And that's sun and Purvashad. It stays there for a while until January 10th. So especially with holidays and family and all these things, staying a little open to other people's perspectives and other family members' perspectives and beliefs because they're going to have differences. And our family is inescapable past karma. So the family you're born into, there is some sort of past karma in your past lifetimes that you are here to work through with them and you can't get away from it because they're your blood, they're your family, your relatives, and they're always going to find you and you're always going to end up interacting with them in some way, uh, even if you're very distant, but if you're very close, especially interacting with them all the time. And this karma will keep coming up and nobody knows how to push your buttons quite like family does because of this inescapable past karma. And we can repeat and repeat and repeat those old patterns and not learn the lessons, or we can learn the lesson and create new patterns and move on and have new ways of relating. And if you feel like you keep getting into a conversation that you've had over and over again with a family member and there's an opportunity there for you to see how can I open to this person more? How can I have more curiosity, more compassion, more understanding? And then, of course, having your boundaries as well, because there's a certain limit to that where if it's not reciprocated or responded to at all, and you're just sort of wasting your time and energy and they're not receiving that at all, of course, you've got to have boundaries and not just keep giving if they're not receiving it. So that is, of course, your work to do, which no one can do for you. Can't do your push-ups for you at the gym. Can't do your deep emotional work for you in your relationships. But that is a direction to look. And you know, therapy, meditation, these things all help in having perspective of that. But knowing that those issues may be a little more up for you at this time with family and all of the extremely politicized, divisive stuff in the U.S., especially right now. Uh, so of course, as I talk about throughout this podcast, we're going through this Pluto return for the U.S. 
So the entire meaning of what the United States is, is being uprooted and shaken up to its foundation over the next 19 years still. So we're just beginning that. And all this politicization and division of everything is part of that process. And it is very difficult and shaky and intense. And it's going to cut through families and connections and relationships because that's part of the process with Pluto going through the United States and Capricorn and the Saturn being there as well with all the government things. All these things I've talked about in past episodes, but the thing to take away right now is to be extra aware of that. So I think we have an opportunity with this. It doesn't have to be a violent or terrible revolution, but there is an opportunity that it can create more connection and we can create a, a country that's more united in the United States, potentially, and hopefully, and even around the world in some degree, in other countries. Of course, I know the United States isn't, you're not the only country listening, uh, but especially the U.S., of course, is the sort of world leader right now and has a, such a major influence on the decisions of the rest of the world and has the uh, U.S. dollar is like the currency of the world. And as I've talked about, all those things are up for reconsideration throughout this time of Pluto in Capricorn over the next 19 years. And the opportunity, I think, is for us to find more curiosity, understanding, compassion, and treating others how we want to be treated. And of course, having boundaries uh, and being realistic about what you can really give and uh, hold space for others within your means and boundaries. And the other transit to talk about is Venus going retrograde in Sagittarius. And it's not going to get back to Capricorn until February 26th. So it's about two months where Venus is retracing areas of the sky that it's gone through to do with our beliefs, our values, all the Sagittarius things, and travel, what we truly value and what we feel is just and right in the world. And of course, it's going to go direct before that. So the end of January, it's going to go direct again. But this time while it's retrograde is a time of going back over things in relationship. People from your past might start texting you out of nowhere or reaching out to you. That's a normal part of Venus retrograde. I don't recommend, because I talked about getting married, any major decisions with relationships during Venus retrograde. You might not be thinking fully clearly with relationships, especially relationships from the past. And it's a time of going back over things, reviewing, renewing, refreshing, revising, revisiting, and discussing deeper issues in the relationship about your beliefs and values. If there's something completely new trying to start at this time, I would proceed with caution, personally. I, in the past had the experience of starting to date someone during Venus retrograde and it was very intense and passionate and it seemed great and by the end of the retrograde it really fell apart and it was not good. So it was a pretty rough ride through Venus retrograde and fortunately it ended the same time the retrograde ended. If we tried to sustain that it would have been really rough. Like we had a lot of tension in our connection. So the Venus retrograde time can create some sort of passionate relationships. It depends on where it is in your chart and what house it's affecting, of course. Being in Sagittarius, I think it's more to do with sort of reevaluating our beliefs and values in a relationship. And what are we willing to, 
work towards? What are we really willing to give in relationship or not willing to give? And assessing our values and beliefs in that way. So that's the whole next month to keep doing that work. And then Venus goes back to Capricorn in really setting the foundation for your relationship at the end of February. And we'll talk about that in future episodes. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning, I'm going to look at some indicators of why I might have gotten sick. Are, these, are there things you can see in a chart? Now, if you think of all the people getting sick all the time around the world from all the different things, there's so many, many different factors. And as I teach my students in the Vedic Astrology Mentorship, there's a trick for how to see if something is more likely or less likely to happen. And those of you in the mentorship know what I'm going to say. It's, are there three or more indications of something in a chart? So if there's three or more indications of sickness, then it's more likely to happen. If there's even more than that, then even more likely. But usually three or more indications in a birth chart is very likely that something is true. But going by transits, it's not as clear because especially with the moon and Mercury and Venus, things can move very quickly. So it's not always 100% accurate. And I don't try to predict sickness. But if we look back over it, we could see some things to validate it. And that is often how I personally use astrology is I don't try to over plan or overthink it too much because I could spend a whole day just looking at my chart and all the things and, and overthink it and not be living my life. There's a level of detail that I think is very important knowing the big transits and the big shifts and the eclipses and the Rahu and Ketu transits and Saturn transits. Those are big turning points. But as far as like, am I going to get sick in the last week of December next year? That's a little more granular and detailed than is really necessary. And I'd rather focus on just proactive health measures. But when it does happen, I can look at it and see, is there anything that would indicate that, that I can learn from and sort of validate like, oh, it makes sense. This is where I need to be right now. Astrologically, there's all these forces at play. And this is the sort of weather and it makes sense. I would get sick. So in my case, I am in a sub dasha of the sun. And as I've shared on this podcast before, my son is in the eighth house. Eighth house represents sudden unexpected illnesses and sudden changes and transformations. So that is one indication that, okay, well, going through this sun sub dasha, that could trigger that. And that was a sub 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 dasha without going too far into the weeds about what that means. That is only lasting nine days. And that is about the length of the sickness. So it's quite interesting. Right when it started, I started that sub dasha of the sun in my eighth house. And it's the Lord, the main dasha is Saturn and Rahu and then Saturn and then the sun. And so that Saturn energy, of course, is always going to bring restrictions and delays and setbacks. And the Rahu sub dasha is also in my eighth house. So that's another indicator of something in the eighth house, either a big transformation a big unexpected change, something of this nature. Then on top of that, uh, Venus going retrograde in my fifth house of luck and fortune. So if you ever have a retrograde planet in your fifth house, there can be some needing to go back over things with luck and fortune of maybe some setbacks and delays where you're expecting things to go one way and then there's 
a sort of reversal of your fortune in the fifth house. And that's what happened for me with Venus going retrograde in my fifth house, which is also ruled by Saturn and more of that Saturn energy as well. And then the Mars transit into Scorpio this month happened over my third house with Saturn. So that can show some unexpected delays and setbacks and restrictions with Mars going into Scorpio with my natal Saturn there. And then, of course, on top of that, the Saturn is in Capricorn for everybody right now, showing major restrictions, government restrictions, mandates, all these sort of things affecting everybody. But especially for me, it's on my fifth house too with luck and fortune. So you can see there's several indicators there that would show that. But let's look at the United States chart because I'm not the only one who got sick. My partner got sick. Tons of people getting sick. This is also cold and flu season in the U.S. as well, uh, in the Northern Hemisphere for everybody in the Northern Hemisphere. But looking at the U.S. chart and its influence on everything happening here, the United States has a Sagittarius rising birth chart, and that puts Scorpio in the 12th house. What does the 12th house represent? Travel to foreign countries and sudden losses, especially because it's uh, Scorpio in the 12th house, so sudden unexpected losses. And that is Mars going in there. Mars is a trigger when it transits throughout the U.S. chart. If you want to see a certain activating moments, big changes, things like that. Mars is the trigger to activate these big changes. And Mars went into the 12th house and it's staying there until middle of January. So all that to say, I think all of this stuff that's going on right now with the Omicron variant will likely start to let up a lot in mid to late January. January 16th is the exact date, but there's always a, a couple of days before or after where things are not always exactly on the date of these transits. Sometimes they are, though. But all that to say, this is a big indicator of a loss of being able to travel to foreign countries and sudden unexpected losses and changes for everybody. Thousands of flights canceled out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere, but very last minute unexpectedly uh, with this time so that's an example of this. And anybody trying to travel overseas, having major delays like here in Austin, like you can't get a test because there's so many people who got tested over the last week that now there's a shortage. So the sudden unexpected ability to not travel overseas and the sun being in Sagittarius goes over the first house of the U.S. and all that stuff about politicization and being right and making others wrong and all that stuff going on right now with all the things to do with COVID is very, very strong and at the forefront of all this. So that's the sun being in Parvashada in the first house as well. So those are some examples of how we can see these issues transpiring for the U.S. and how that influences the rest of the world, but also me personally. So hopefully it gives you some insight and what to look for in your own chart just to better understand things. Again, I wouldn't recommend spending a lot of time trying to predict these kind of things. Sometimes they're very obvious and they really stand out. Sometimes it's like life is mysterious and we're not in control of everything. And I certainly don't try to control everything or try to teach you that you can control everything with astrology, but it gives us tools to better understand what's happening 
and the energies at play. And then we get to see how we can better work with them. So I could see, you know, oh, Venus going retrograde over my fifth house. It's a reversal of luck. So I'm just going to lay low now and not try to plan uh, another trip right away or try to do anything big or different right now. I see, oh, I'm in the sun sub dasha over my eighth house. Sickness is probably going to last a few more days. I'm not going to expect it to end right away. And I'm just going to allow myself to have that rest and recovery time. So that's where it can be really helpful as we can see the end date of these things. And there is an end in sight and a change on the horizon. And sometimes it's more challenges and it's not always a positive relieving change, but it's an opportunity to see how to work with the energy that is present. So I think you can hear I've reached my limit of being able to talk too much right now. I just wanted to share a lot with you, especially after missing a few days. So I look forward to sharing more with you next time. We're already going into a new year and I'll see you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.